Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. So this is our third time starting again, and sure, I'm just, I'd... I'm loving it. Paul Paul keeps messing it up. <laughs> <laughs> he's, st- he's still I'm, not I'm, commenting. I'm making too many movie quotes. That's, the that's exactly <laughs> yeah, the problem. Too many true. movie quotes from no. Paul. Anyway. John's got some Chick-fil-A. Chris, can you pray over that so that can be multiplied to us? <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, um, now that we're here and ready for the second week of Advent... Wow, this is hope, right? Hey, yeah, this time it actually is it hope. Actually, is hope, Chris. So That's so cool. <laughs> don't don't get confused and go back to peace or it something. It would be so fun to go back and remember how far back it really was that we that I did that. We were hope first Baptists. We were still. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, it was. I feel like it may have been even the same near the same Sunday <laughs> that we did the communion downtown. Maybe. Like, like and did, did the it, wine first. That we did the, the, bread. the wine first and then the bread. That we did the wine what, first. What that I did? I guess it was <laughs> well, me. Well, no, we all did. We, we took it. Everybody, yeah. Everybody well, it's not it. like you're going to say, excuse me, point of order. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to take the bread. You got to wash it down. <laughs> yes, right. Don't get that out of order. Oh, my goodness. Guys, if you, if you stick around that for class. long enough at this church, <laughs> you're going to see some things. That's right. Huge. Some of them are going to be really hard to stomach. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so hopefully we're going to get to Simeon this week. That is the plan. Because we've been teasing it for a while now. Uh, at, at least, least on the podcast. On the podcast, not, <laughs> not anywhere else. But on the podcast, we've been teasing that we're going to get to Simeon. That's right. So all you listeners out there. Alan. <laughs> so we're, yeah, going into... That's the plan this week is to go into Luke chapter two to, we, we should have reserved this for a baby dedication Sunday. Yeah, sure. That would have been fun. We're never going to do a baby dedication Sunday in December. During Advent? No. I'm going to go ahead Still. and say that right now. Why not? I'm not willing to do it. Although it would mean that we have to sing less songs. Christmas wow. is about singing. <laughs> Christmas is for singing. <laughs> Fewer songs. <laughs> Ouch. Anyway, um, so we're going to talk about uh, Luke 2. Luke chapter 2, yes. Where we get the story of Simeon, which is a really kind of a wild story in the middle of the whole uh, Christmas consideration, the whole thing, that this whole... Um, you know, Jesus, we, we, there, this guy, Simeon plays this really kind of a bit player role throughout history. It's not mm-hmm. like he's standing in the nativity. Uh, you know, he, he is not, he's not there. Although I do think it's funny. Uh, I've been, I was been reading some commentaries, but, but I got, I was referencing Skip Heitzig who did a little mini sermon mentioning Simeon right before communion and he threw out two or three things that I, I'm just going to steal. I mean, I'll, I'll reference him on it, you know, because I do that. But he starts with, here, Sometimes we, you do. here we have a story about an old man, probably with a white beard, holding babies near Christmas. And it's not Santa. Mm. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's clever. That's, that's kind of fun. But here's the thing that blew me away. That one of the things that he said that, that really struck me about Simeon, as we try to unpack who Simeon is, because we know so little about Simeon, uh, but 
what we do have is that we can pretty safely assume he was an old man. Um, it seems in the passage, it seems to indicate that. And so we, one of the things we can do is, is if we estimate his age in the kind of 60 to 80 range, there's some pretty amazing things that a man who lived in Jerusalem, if he lived in Jerusalem all that time, mm-hmm. that he would have experienced. Mm. And that's it. <laughs> Sorry, that was my fake surprise. That was his fake surprise because we've already talked a little bit We already about talked this. about this twice. So, no. Um, well, dude, I'm excited. I, I think it's pretty pretty amazing to consider who this guy is, what the kind of stuff is that, that he would have faced in lifetime and, and that. Well, I mean, if you think like thinking it through that way, one of the things that's popping into my head at least is that, you know, you think about, well, that's kind of cool that God told Simeon at some point in his life that he would, he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Like here he is probably praying for the Messiah. Well, what exactly right. is mm-hmm. making him pray for the Messiah? What if it was actually like, Romans marching into Jerusalem, like that's the thing that he was like, oh gosh, we need a Messiah, right, we right. need it now. And yes. God's like, hey, don't worry, you're not going to die before you see him. Yep. Wow. And we've talked about before on the podcast, you know, my, my grandfather and then so many of us know know those who are convinced mm-hmm. the yep. Lord is coming back before yeah. I, I pass. You know? right. and, and, and my grandfather certainly lived that way, and I think it did, it truly affected the mm-hmm. way that he lived, you know, you, Chris talked about your grandmother being probably surprised on her, mm-hmm. on her deathbed, right? And that, oh wow, this, yeah, oh this yeah, really oh, is yes. happening. And yeah, she really was convinced. But then for Simeon to know, no, this actually is. Like, no, no, a lot, a lot of the other guys they probably say it, but no, 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 no. I, I've this heard, a, I've yeah. heard. It's not just a cute statement. Lord's wow. coming, and it's not just an impression I have. Yeah, for him, it's the word and, of and the by Lord. the way, again, keep in mind. So it says that he had heard from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. This is pre-Pentecost. That's not mm-hmm. like that happened all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a, this is a, along the lines of, you know, the Holy Spirit came upon Samson and he slew a thousand people, or the Holy yeah. Spirit yeah. came upon Saul and he prophesied. Mm-hmm. At some point, the Holy Spirit came upon Simeon and gave him this insight that this is going to be the case. Now, I also love that because he's human, of course, he couldn't, you know, how much confidence can you have? Like, I'm pretty sure the Spirit has given me this. Mm-hmm. But, but, I'm but I might older. have the flu. But, yeah, exactly. So I've always, I've always been intrigued by that, that, that yeah. how often we are, we're convinced by something that, that maybe we're just wrong about. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's, it's pretty cool that he, he shows up, the Spirit shows up with him again. Mm-hmm. And even and even in the passage, so you know we can look at it in Luke chapter two. Um, so we'll I'll, I will actually unpack probably just this sermon will be Luke two twenty two, maybe even all the way down to thirty. So wait, will, will you be unpacking some of the things that you find intriguing that he would have lived through? Yo, yeah, for sure. Okay, because we'll that, that's really that interesting to me because I just don't know. It at least two, at least two, and maybe more sieges of his city. There's a very good chance that he lived through two of them at least. Two sieges of and a so city. that's that's a I mean, I've never lived through a siege. Yeah. <laughs> that does not seem like uh I mean wow. there was a there's also been two there were two or three purgings that happened during that time. Um I think it's around twenty BC. I think mm-hmm. when, when the Romans come through and some people say crucified maybe several thousand Jews around Jerusalem. 
Um, anyway, that's a uh, one of those deals. It's like mm-hmm. this the, the stuff that 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 a man living in Jerusalem from somewhere around. 80 BC, mm-hmm. maybe 70 BC. Again, we don't know how old he is. We just know he's an old man. Right. Or I think it's safe to assume he's an old man. Um. Anyway, but it's a he, they show up to present Jesus, and I'll unpack that a little bit. And it starts in 25. There's a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the man was righteous and devout. So there, there. First of all, that's not a common description. Mm. Um, righteous and devout, waiting. There's our word waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Yeah. So this is, a, this is a pretty special thing going yeah. on here. For, for an Old Testament witness, the piety of the individual was important, and the fact that these three character traits are with him, mm-hmm. he's righteous and devout, that he's believing in a remnant of Israel, mm-hmm. and that the Spirit is upon him, I think is the qualifier. Luke is trying to give a testament to who Jesus is. Credible witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a credible witness. And I think Simeon matches that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Anna here in a second. Yep. So it's a, it's Even a, though she's a woman. Yep. Once again. Um, so, so it says it had been revealed to him by the Holy spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Again, we talked about last week. Christ is just the Greek word for anointed one, mm-hmm. Messiah, chosen one. So it says in 27, he came in the spirit to the temple. So it's going to tell us Anna stays in the temple day and night, but it, it may be that, you know, Simeon was at home and the spirit kind of, okay, it's time, go to the this temple. Is, yeah. It's now. Rise up now is go. the time. Go, 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 go. Yeah. They're and walking so, faster. Walk faster. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the, the concept of that is just so cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and even, even the part of me, like I want to unpack every piece of this, like when you're mm-hmm. – uh, typically, to go up on the Temple Mount, I mean you had to go through a mikvah bath. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a, a really, fee. really fast yeah, no, process. Not, it, it probably was you're not it, swinging by. I don't know if in this era that was always practiced. Like mm. I just don't know. Yeah. But how big a deal is it to have the Spirit say, "Hey, go up to the Temple," and you're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. man." I mean, that's all. The line is going to be out yes. the door. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and so he goes up. And we'll have to unpack the phrase "consolation of Israel," um, mm-hmm. but again, that kind of connects to what we talked about last time. Yeah, and but, was it was it hard for the, him to find him? You know, it's like were there multiple? I mean, surely he wasn't the only you baby. Would think, you know, yeah. Even even the fact it's significant that so so you would say, man, they that's a long way that Jesus's parents went. Mm-hmm. Not really. They're in Bethlehem, and yeah. Bethlehem is less than two miles from Jerusalem, and yeah. so. They just, they would go ahead and do, that. you don't have to do this in the temple, typically, at least historically. You don't have to do this in the temple. If you Mm. did, dadgum, every... But you did if you could, right? Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. every, yeah, there's no way that every blessing of, uh, uh, you know, dedication of the firstborn child happened in Jerusalem. Right. So the fact that they did it. Not feasible. The fact that they were in Jerusalem Mm -hmm. or near Jerusalem. Near Jerusalem, right. Um, because of the census, like, right? Th- this is like wow. Again, that is yeah. God, that's God pulling a lot of things together. In you know one sense, because you're right, he didn't have to be dedicated at the temple. Um, I'm sure that's significant in a number of ways, but one of them being that he told Simeon he'd see Jesus. Right. 
Right, exactly. So I'm going to give away a, what will be a cool moment. And so I sent this last night to Paul and Wayne. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. For me too. What am I, what am I missing? <laughs> oh, did you not? I, sent, I thought I sent the email or a text asking, did I? No, you did. I just haven't checked it. Okay. My email now. Okay, I so can't wait to see your reaction. Aramaic. I know. I know you're not an Aramaic scholar or anything, but but the and, and my looking. I'll be curious to hear from Wayne in particular because I know he's done some study in Aramaic. But that the word for salvation in Hebrew and Aramaic is the same word. So whether Simeon was speaking Hebrew or Aramaic here, and I know Aramaic is so closely related to Hebrew, um, Syriac or whatever the the mm-hmm. version of it. But here's what's significant, part of what's significant. Mm. There is a good reason to believe, based on what I'm looking at. Lord, the poem. So he takes him up by his arms, which I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. I want to do some research on that. Like, surely he's not holding a date-day-old baby up by his arms. <laughs> like, is this, he's held, like, does that mean Simeon's arms? Like, Simeon is holding Mine up? says took him up in his arms. In his arms would make a lot more sense. And and probably, uh uh, anyway, so so for all you mothers out there that have had a stranger come up and want to touch your baby. <laughs> oh, there's a whole <laughs> unpacking thing here. Um, again, Skip Heidzig, who just did a little thing, which really was good, though. It was really good. I so appreciate it. He, he pulled some things out that I'm, I don't know if I'd have spotted them. I just happened to get to listen to him first. And so, mm-hmm. but he, you know, he talks about, there's just probably a couple of moments when Mary's like, can I? Can I have my baby yeah. back now? Like, uh, weird, weird old man in the yeah. temple. Creep, creepy John. Yeah. <laughs> I liked all that. I liked all that first part, but then when you said that yeah, it was yeah. going to be a sword piercing through my heart, I really didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give me the child back. Yeah, give me the child now. So, but the, so that says they, he came to the spirit of them, et cetera, to do for him according to the custom of the law. Again, we'll look at that. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the Hebrew, because he probably wasn't speaking Greek in the temple. Mm. Let's just translate Greek. In the Hebrew, your salvation, God, God's salvation, Yeshua. salvation is Yeshua. Mm-hmm. For my eyes have seen your Yeshua, Yeshua Jesus' name. That was a, That struck me as a... Okay, that's significant. Maybe he had a tag on. <laughs> he likes his back. Baby tag. Yeah, the tag. And they the, tag stuff. They get the out. Yeah, they get out of the mikvah bath. Get the tag, and then. Go. <laughs> well, you got to get the check-in tag. That way, if you lose your baby in the dedication, you know which wow. one is yours. <laughs> wow. But, but this is one of those where, if if that you may have him holding Jesus up. Yeah. Calling him Yeshua. Yeshua. That's meaning. God's salvation. Have you so, seen the... Um, go the ahead, and, yeah, reading your email. So the Shua, Shua is just to call out. Um, Yasha, uh-huh. or Yashao, is the, to deliver. Right. And to redeem and save. And so, yeah. No, it, <clears throat> it, it very might, it might be that that is exactly the case. But the emphasis would have been on the first part of the name, not the last part of the name. Yashua. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you seen those... Uh, Yeshua. The, the um, videos they have of, I, I don't know if it's Catholic or Orthodox, but some of the Eastern or European churches that when they do the um, baby dedications, the, the they don't call them baby, the, the 
baptism, the infant they baptism. They can't see your hands. Sorry. When they do the, you can see my hands. Help me. He's holding his hands out. <laughs> when they do the infant uh, right um, infant baptisms, and they like, like when they dunk them. I mean, oh, like yeah, immerse them violently. <laughs> yes, like, they're exactly. Not, they're not. You should like. I've seen some. Took him up in his arms. What are we thinking is happening here <laughs> right. when he takes him up in his arms? Because some people are not aware that children are, yeah, fragile things. They're made of rubber. At that age, I mean, he'll bounce back. Yep. It's it's a... Anyway, there was just a handful of things like that, that once again, the gospel and Jesus Christ being so woven into this mm-hmm. whole thing is just... It's just amazing. It's almost like it's his story. Almost. You, If you didn't know better, mm-hmm. you would think that, wouldn't you? But... Yeah, and just the fact that he's been waiting for this, and we don't know how long, and then and then we jump down into the prophetess Anna, um, and we get a lot more detail about her, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. Well, I think again, this is this is trying to pick her out as as a reliable witness. Yep. And I said, even though she's a woman, because back then they wouldn't have accepted the. Um, <laughs> In, in an Old Testament, as Paul was saying, an Old Testament view of uh, what is a reliable witness, they wouldn't have accepted a woman as a reliable witness in this. but Not as reliable. Not as reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is, um, she lived with her husband for seven years from when she was a virgin, and then he died. Right. After just seven years. Mm-hmm. They were married seven years, and now she's 84. Yeah. She's lived as a widow mm-hmm. for eighty-four years. She did not remarry, right? Like so, there's it, there's a there's another like claim mm-hmm. to her righteousness that's wow. happening here. Fun fact: Luke references forty-three women, and four of them are widows. Wow! But the tribe of Asher alone is celebrated in many traditions for the beauty of its women and their fitness to be wedded to a high priest or king. So again, <laughs> wow, got, got an interesting staple for. Dang. Wow. That's a that's a cool. That's even one of the I'm curious how many of the tribes had already been lost at the time of Jesus. Hmm. I've got to look that up as well before Sunday. Um yeah, clearly this is the setting up of two witnesses, mm-hmm. which is key in Jewish law. And so this is a this is a big deal when they they have this set up. They have this declaration. Um, and and what you have with Anna, who has not, and we don't know for how long, she had not departed from the temple, maybe since her husband died, that she'd been living in the temple for, mm. you know, for 77 years. And, of course, only in the women's section. So... <laughs> <laughs> Me. Can you edit that? Out? Who was that? <laughs> I don't know. It may have been me. Like there was a rumble. <laughs> there was a rumble down there somewhere. Oh. Well, there you was go. it common for people talking. to live in the temple like that? I wouldn't think so. I would think it would be extraordinary um, for someone to live in the temple. Maybe she inherited enough or something like that. But and coming up that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and speak to all her, waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem, connecting that to Christ again. Again, we we may need to talk a little bit about the the structure of the temple. Um, yeah. When 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 they say the temple, 
there's there's an element of them talking about the Temple Mount, like the yep. the the courtyard that's around the actual temple. Um, and and there there were divisions in inside of the the Temple Mount of where you could go depending on your status. I guess. Right. Oh, really? Um, oh, yes, and, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you may need to pull up. That would be that'd be fun to to kind of go over that a little bit because they would have had to be in the women's section. Yeah, mm-hmm. to have this done because Mary's there, which is it, the women's section being the, not the outermost. No, the Gentile section. Gentiles the, outermost. the out, um, outermost, and then inside of the Gentile section, so they're like walking in, like further in mm-hmm. is what's happening, and so in in that second section, the women's section is where they would have Anna probably would have been, right. Um, and I don't know if she lived there or if she lived just outside of that or lived, stayed there or if she stayed just outside of that. But one of those two, first two sections is where all of this would have happened. Right. Yeah, they would have been probably meeting so with don't, a yeah, teacher don't, or a rabbi. Don't picture them in the Holy of Holies right now. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. So, again, I don't even know what all this is going to, as we continue to unpack this and continue to, see all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, as always is the case, like we said a few weeks ago when we first mentioned Simeon, like, man, there's like five sentences for the man. And then saying, oh, man, I'll bet, though, once we start unpacking it, we're going to find depth and some pretty amazing insights. So, again, that's that's what we've been already, just just doing the little bit of work I've gotten to do, digging into him. I'm even intrigued by... Um, I'll mention this according to the tradition. I may have mentioned this the other day, the Oriental Orthodox and the Eastern Orthodox churches. Simeon had been one of the 72 translators of the Septuagint. Um, and that he had hesitated. This is where they this, this is where the, they tell the story. Come, this is a tradition. A tradition. Of the, this is not in the Bible. And, and it's just tradition of two of the Orthodox churches that according to tradition, he hesitated during the translation of Isaiah 7.14, Behold, a virgin shall conceive. Because the Hebrew word virgin can mean a woman who's just not married. Yeah. It can also mean a woman who's not had sex. Young, and young, he, young woman. A young woman. And so he contemplated the correction to make it a woman rather than a virgin. And an angel appeared to him and told him he would not die until he had seen the Christ born of a virgin. This, however, would render... According to the page, this would render Simeon well over 200 years old at the meeting of described in Luke, and therefore miraculously long-lived. Which, I mean, I'm not throwing it out. There's nothing in the Bible that indicates that. Mm. So um, it's not necessary for anything about the Scripture. It's just intriguing to me when, yeah. when the ancient Orthodox churches had certain things. Is that just because... They knew someone knew at some point, and they just passed it along, and it just didn't it didn't go in scripture, or is that invented somewhere along the way and thrown in there as a you know it'd be really cool as if he wasn't sixty but two hundred, <laughs> yeah that's and so it's hard it's impossible to know with stuff like that how to treat it yeah but it's still intriguing. I'm gonna throw in a movie quote here or not movie quote but movie reference here, um, and it's not one that I am recommending at all. But it's funny because at the very beginning of the movie Snatch, um, which is about people trying to get a hold of a diamond, mostly, um, the like the very beginning scene where they're going in to steal the diamond, the conversation that 
that these few men who are trying to steal this diamond are having, they're dressed up like Orthodox Jews is, is this conversation that, Oh, well the, the real mistake here is that when they're Christians, when they're talking about the prophecy, they're, they're talking about this virgin. It's like, well, it didn't, it didn't really mean virgin. It meant oh, young woman. I mean, like that, that's the conversation that they're having. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow. Well, there it is. Like, Just in this very secular movie. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's been plenty of, if you'll remember, that was one of Rob Bell's. Uh, in yeah, Velvet it's just Elvis. a spring. It's, it's just, just a, a spring. spring in the trampoline, the whole virgin birth. He could have had a dad named Ralph. I think it was Ralph. Maybe it was Larry. But we don't believe that. It is not. Um, the book Velvet Elvis was written, gosh, 25 years ago now, probably at least. But he talked about tramp springs in the trampoline. You can still jump if certain springs come out of the trampoline, theologically. And the first one was the age of the earth, which is like, eh, yeah, okay, yeah, good. The second one was the virgin birth. A mm, little harder. Little, little. That, that seems pretty important. Seems like that's pretty important. Mm-hmm. And the third one was the Trinity. Like, no, I'm pretty sure those are. That's a leg in the trampoline. You take that one out, and you've got something flat on the ground, and you can't bounce anymore. So, anyway. Just fascinating. Old school. Old school. Not old school, by the way. Speaking of Yeshua, is the, uh, if you listen to Al Mohler today, he referenced someone, I had to look her up, whose channels Yeshua. Now. What is, so if you ever want any new teachings from Jesus. What is today? Mm. Today's the 30th. Tuesday. Of November. Tuesday, 30th. So if you're November. listening on December 1st, when it airs yeah. or go later, back to go, the back. go back and listen to Al Mohler talk about that. But it's a, a woman with a Brit- who speaks for Jesus as a, has a slight British accent, as you would expect, right? Yeah. Jesus to have. Anyway, don't go anywhere with the Bible for words from Yeshua. It's salvation. There you go. Be encouraged. <laughs> <laughs>